0: Welcome to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast presented by Low Ultraviolet. Join us every week for a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more all rolled into one weekly podcast. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the ultraviolet tide today you have just me for the final episode of season one and this episode is a tad different so Snigda and I had the pleasure of being guests on the sailing through life podcast hosted by one of our wonderful ambassadors Lori. This episode was part of the 2023 melanoma and skin cancer awareness series. Lori is a two-time cancer survivor and sailor who uses her podcast as an opportunity to share conversations that give you hope, passion, and a vision to live a more fulfilled life. We're offering a sneak peek into that conversation today. To listen to the full episode, head over to the Sailing Through Life with Lori podcast, and we'll also be sure to link the podcast itself in the show notes for you to easily check out. Finally, before we officially dive into today's episode... As mentioned, this is the final episode of season one. Uh, we will be back on July 4th, how festive, with the start of season two. In the meantime, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at Low Ultraviolet and shop with us at lowultraviolet.com. Now, let's dive into today's episode.
1: I'd like to welcome the incredible team of Low Ultraviolet. Erica and Snigda, thank you so much for being a part of this series and joining us today.
0: Thank you so much for having us. We're super excited for this conversation. Thank you for having us. I'm sure there are people wondering how important
1: is it to do a podcast about skin cancer and melanoma awareness? And if you think about everything that's entailed in being sunsafe and the products that are available, the importance of quality, it can be overwhelming. So I wanted to focus on this in this episode. What you're doing as a team and what you provide as a brand is incredible. So let's go through where all this started. How did the two of
0: you meet? Yeah, I can kick us off. So Snigda and I actually have a really fun story because we met in college at Virginia Tech Go Hokies. Um, So our story really (laughs) starts before LUV was even founded. So Snigda and I met through Collegiate Women in Business, which is an organization at Virginia Tech that really focuses on women's empowerment, education, and careers after Virginia Tech, after you graduate. So we both served on leadership for that organization and worked on the marketing team together. So even before LUV was founded, Snigda and I really had the opportunity to get to know one another and figure out how we work together. And I learned very, very quickly that one, she was super smart and two, her brain does everything that mine does not, <laughs> which <laughs> makes us such a great pairing together. So we met as undergrads at Virginia Tech and then both happened to move up to Washington DC area after we graduated and Snigta kind of joined in around that same time. Snigta, I know I'm forgetting stuff as well, but that's that's kind of how we were introduced.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's a crazy story because Erica was, um, you know, she was very passionate about the marketing field. And that was kind of the path that she took with Collegiate Women in Business, which was where our paths crossed at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. I had started to see, you know, marketing as kind of my creative outlet, so to speak, because my, I mean, my undergrad degree was in computational modeling and data analytics. You know, it's very computer intensive, coding, statistics, lots of math. You know, it's very Mm -hmm. – there's no color involved. You know, it's very black and white and it's very, um, you know, computer intensive, lots of looking at screens and stuff like that. So it's crazy how she says that our brains kind of complete each other's brains, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. where she does, you know, she's the – face of the brand. And, you know, she's like the emotional aspect of it. And then, you know, she comes to me with these crazy ideas (laughs) and I'm just like, yes, but (laughs) let's do this. And then she's like, yes, we can do that. You know? So yeah, we're kind of the yin and yang of LUV.
1: So it does boil down to you really are a good team. That's really important for what you're doing and to create a a successful brand. So- kudos to both of you for having those balancing parts and making this something really special.
0: Yeah, thank you. And we were telling someone in an interview a couple weeks ago, just how crazy it's been since we founded the company. I mean, we've been through a little bit of everything, because we were founded right before COVID started. So Snidha and I really have had to go through some of the craziest experiences, um, owning and running a small business. So You know, it's so important to have someone by your side that you trust and respect. And Snigda and I have, you know, kind of that working relationship. And that's valuable
1: for sure. That really means a lot because there are a lot of people who get into business for the wrong reasons. And it seems like it's always a struggle. That is something that you've overcome pretty quickly then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was something that we almost had to, right? <laughs> we were immediately in sink or swim, and we're like, "All right, we want to do this. We're super passionate, so let's figure out a way to do it." And I think, you know, not to dive too far into the entrepreneurial side of everything, because I'm sure we'll we'll deep dive into a different storyline here. But you truthfully get to do everything that you don't even know you want to do. Um, we get thrown <laughs> with so many emails and things that we have to brainstorm how to get through. And there's no set path, which makes it exciting, but it also makes it super, super overwhelming and stressful and kind of brings out the best and worst of everyone simultaneously. So that's like, you know, kind of the hidden fun part of entrepreneurship that I feel like a lot of people don't get to experience and witness.
1: This whole company came about for a reason. And Erica, I know there's a backstory to this conversation. Can you share what was the pivot point to creating this company?
0: Yeah, so the story of the company really starts with a family story and a family tie. So in the spring of 2019, um, I got a call from my mom that absolutely no one wants to receive, you know. I'm sure a lot of people listening, um, either they themselves or have a family member who has gotten some kind of cancer diagnosis. And that's exactly what this call was. It was kind of my worst nightmare coming to life. Um, And it was a call from my mom telling me that she was diagnosed with malignant melanoma. And my brain went into a million different places all at once. Mm. The first being, um, no, you're way too young. This is just an old person's thing. This is not something that Affects people who who are parents. This affects people who are grandparents. Um, sure, I just had absolutely no awareness and no understanding. Um, so that was my junior year of college, and my entire family that summer went to get skin checks just for peace of mind um, because you know melanoma, the deadliest form of skin cancer, does in fact have kind of a hereditary element to it, right? So we're all. Sure red hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, fair skin. Um, So we knew we were kind of genetically predisposed to skin cancer, specifically melanoma, because of my mom's case. So I went the summer of 2019 um, just for peace of mind. The plan was I was going to go get a skin check, and then I was going to hit the road and uh, go on vacation. And that skin check turned into a biopsy, which actually turned into Two precancerous biopsies, um, wow. and again, my idea of what skin cancer was was so muddled. I had absolutely no idea, and here I was, two weeks before my twenty-first birthday, thinking, "What is wrong with me? I'm twenty-one years old, not even twenty-one years old. This is not something I'm supposed to have to deal with." And right then and there, that shows so much about the misinformation that we have been trying to educate people on. Is just. A lot of people just have no idea. So like I mentioned, I was about to go on vacation um, with my family to the lake, and I started searching the internet high and low for some protective apparel that I would feel comfortable and confident wearing as a 20-year-old, almost 21-year-old on this vacation. And what I came across was (laughs) ill-fitting designs and bright patterns and things that I did not feel comfortable or confident wearing that I didn't even want to wear. And on top of that, they were hundreds of dollars. And I couldn't afford it. And right then and there, I saw a huge gap in the market for sun protective apparel that was specifically designed for young women as a proactive versus reactive approach to sun Mm -hmm. protection. So I was – you know having all these ideas and they were going through my head and I was telling my then boyfriend, now husband about them and he kept telling me, "Erica, you have all of these ideas all the time. You need to do something about them. They're not doing any good just in your head." And I was like, "Man, thanks for the tough love, babe." I mean, geez. the voice of reason, yes. I know, I know, always the voice of reason even when I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, so in Late 2019, so this has been almost a year at this point, I created a team and we entered a pitch competition at Virginia Tech for initial seed funding. And we ended up winning the fan favorite award and in some initial funding, which led to our first ever product launch in October 2020. So I know that's kind of, you know, a- an overview of all that, but it really did kind of happen rapidly, excuse me, from my mom's diagnosis to saying, oh my gosh, something needs to be done about this, to actually launching our first ever product.
1: I think you just know when things are aligned that it's meant to be. And that's something that you have to always keep in mind is when when the doors are opening and you're getting this clearance, this path in front of you to keep going. I mean, that has to be such a vote of confidence for for your mission.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And even so, so when I originally founded it, Snigda wasn't part of the team yet. And she actually came to me right before our first launch and said, hey, I've been seeing the work that you're doing and it's, it's resonating with me. I would love to join you. And just kind of hearing stuff like that, you know, you have this this idea and you don't know if anything's going to come of it. You're kind of just throwing it out to the universe to see if it sticks. And mm-hmm. it was kind of one of the first people who came to me who said, I like the work you're doing. I want in. I want to be a part of it.
1: So Snigda, tell us what motivated you to want to be a part of this program, this whole adventure? Yeah.
2: um, As I touched on earlier, you know, I was in the weeds with um, undergrad and coursework and college and all that stuff. And I very quickly realized that in order to kind of stay sane and keep my mental health in check and stuff, I needed to have a creative outlet and you know, initially it was CWIB for me, where um, Erica and I met initially. And, you know, that that kept me, you know, that, that kept me entertained, I should say. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot as well. Um, and it was a great way to network with other Hokies on campus and meet amazing people like Erica, of course, and others. Um, but after graduating, you know, I started thinking ahead while I was still in school. You know, I knew that I would get a full-time position within the field that i was studying um which ended up happening which was which is good and i consider that a blessing but i also knew that i wanted to do something outside of that full-time role so that was kind of where i was coming from where it was kind of like i need to take care of myself i need to have something to do after work that doesn't drive me crazy mm-hmm. um and i am you know i don't know if it shows to other people but i i enjoy thinking about these things even in my downtime. So, you know, to myself, I'm thinking I have a nine to five, but what am I doing from five to nine? I want to do something. And the thing is when you work full time, there's always someone telling you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why to do it and who to talk to when you're doing it. Right. Whereas here we have complete ownership of what direction we want to take the company, who we want to, work with, how we want to do it, when we want to do it, why we want to do it. So it completely just flips the script of, you know, the model of work that you're kind of following. And I think the journey hasn't been any different than mm-hmm. what I expected. It's been amazing.
1: How much have you learned about Sun Protection since you started working with Low Ultraviolet?
2: Yeah. So actually it's, it's crazy because um, – so I come from an Indian background. I am Indian. And I was actually born in India. I moved here when I was, I don't know, actually, I think maybe two years old at max. Um, And, you know, they don't really, there's no emphasis within the Indian community Mm -hmm. to protect your skin or, you know, to wear sunscreen. Like none of that was instilled in me when I was a kid. Um, In fact, I think the only time I wore sunscreen and actively reapplied it properly was when I went to soccer tournaments because, like, my parents knew that I'd be in the sun all day long. Right. But regular sun protection that's kind of built into your daily routine or even sun protective apparel, like, none of that existed. Mm -hmm. It was only after LUV came around and, you know, I learned the mission and I understood what we were going after. Um, It was, I think, a month ago was when I had my first skin check ever. So wow, that's kind of the impact that it has that it has had on me. So I can only hope that it's had an even bigger impact on people outside.
1: So when I did some research, it was pretty staggering that the number of women in the 25 to 30 age range is seeing skin cancer. As the leading cause of cancer and, and melanoma specifically, um, so it really must reinforce the whole the reason you're doing this. It, it's got to give you a lot to go on.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you just hit the nail on the head for one of the statistics that really drives the work that we do, and that is the fact that a whole demographic was being overlooked by the sun protective brands who were on the market before we kind of really entered we came in saying, you know, there is nothing that is designed for young women specifically. You know, all of the the companies are either going towards sports apparel or they're targeting older women who, you know, given that statistic, have already had their first case of skin cancer. Mm-hmm. So now they're finding clothing kind of out of a reactive versus proactive mindset. So there was a whole group of women who were maybe wanting to protect their skin, but they were looking online and seeing things that were just not attractive.
1: How do you see LUV as different than other UPF apparel companies? What are you doing differently outside of the age market? Is there anything else that you see that separates you from what other companies are doing?
0: Yeah, and this is something that people have told us as well, which hopefully, fingers crossed, means that we're doing it right. But one of the things we really, really focus on is the community aspect of our brand. So you can ask people who are part of our audience Um, the say that they had in creating our all-star tennis dress. It was the community that decided to put pockets in the dress. It was the community that decided exactly what it looks like and what colors they wanted to see. And because we are a small business, we have the ability to do those things. So it's not taking a guess on what the market wants to see. Snigda and I are part of that key demographic of women who are being kind of overlooked by everyone else in the industry. So we have our friends around us who are in the exact same age group, and we have this awesome opportunity to basically just call up our friends and say, okay, you're our case study. (laughs) What do you want to see in the market? And that's kind of the fun part is all of the other... Well, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but I know the vast majority of the other sun protective apparel companies have a leadership that is older. So they are Mm -hmm. trying to guess what people who are in me and Snigda's bracket want to see, whereas we're actually living it each and every day. When you're researching and you're looking for fabrics and
1: inspiration, where do you go? I know you talked about speaking to peers about helping with those ideas, but do you do anything else for narrowing down different trends or anything that, that is popular in regular apparel how do you cross over to some protective clothing.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly one thing that's super important for us to do. So, I should have mentioned this before, but my background's actually in fashion merchandising and design. Um so at Virginia Tech, I double majored in communication studies and fashion merchandising and design. And I also spent the summers, you know, studying in New York City and really learning about how to take trends and how to, you know, create a, a brand basically um so I take kind of all that knowledge and I love fashion and so does nigda and it's something where it's a very easy case study to see okay what are people wearing what are the trends on the runway um the fabric is so fun as well so one thing is kind of those trends but another thing is kind of the fabric that people feel comfortable wearing and kind of marrying the two together mm-hmm. and we really strongly want to have an emphasis on sun protective apparel that you can wear every single day that you do not know is sun protective apparel. So that's right. another thing that's kind of lacking in the market right now is you're wearing it and it's very blatantly obvious that it's sun protective apparel because you're wearing basically, you know, maybe a rash guard or you're wearing, it it just has a certain look to it. And we wanted to create items that easily could be a part of your everyday life without having to think about it. So you could wear the all-star tennis dress to brunch with a wrap on top of it. And people would say, oh, my gosh, your outfit is so cute. And you don't feel like it's taking away from your personal aesthetic and what you want to be wearing. Um, so that's something that's been very important to us.
1: Yeah, and it's it's been interesting, too, living in South Florida. Every time I go out, anytime between 9 and four or five, I always, you know, I'm, I'm geared up. And it's amazing how many people look at you and go, are you cold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you have head to toe covering. And, and I'm thinking, you know, the hotter it gets, the more I'm covered up. And I'm sure they're just befuddled by the fact that it's getting 90 degrees out, but yet I'm putting on mm-hmm. more clothes. Right. And so it, it does help to have something that isn't so super obvious with the hood and long sleeves with the thumb holes and and, you know, the whole thing. But it's definitely encouraging to see the transition. When this journey started for me in 2017, I didn't have a whole lot of options. And it was a lot of that fishing apparel, sport apparel right. type thing. Mm-hmm. And and that's great. I mean, it, it's functional and it does the job, but it's not who I am. And so it was, it was quite a struggle to not feel like you're standing out too much. I don't mind, you know, having... To deal with this, but it's it's putting a spotlight on somebody sometimes that doesn't want to have that conversation. Do I want to engage with somebody who's asking why I'm dressed in right. in long sleeves in, in 90 degree weather? Not necessarily. I just like to do my thing. But yeah, so it's it's been quite a ride to see how things have evolved.
0: Yeah. And that's a that's a conversation we've had time and time again with people saying, I don't want it to be obvious. And thankfully due to the progression of some protective apparel and fabric, you can really do anything. And the the items we have on our website right now is really just the tip of the iceberg of where Snigda and I see the company going. Um, We're just such a small company that we're taking it day by day, piece by piece. But we really see the company as being an innovator in the everyday sun protective apparel industry. So we're talking about a wrap dress that you can wear to a wedding in the summertime because you want to look cute and you don't want to – stand out as like wearing something that's different. So a cute sundress, wrap dress that you can wear to a wedding, it's that nice. And it it defies kind of how you live your everyday life. And I mean, Signa, I know that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg, but that's definitely where we see the company going. Thank you for listening to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast, a weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more, all rolled into one weekly podcast. You can find us at lowultraviolet.com and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next week on the Ultraviolet Tide.